Hello guys and welcome back. In this video we're going to be talking about minimalism. It was a, a discussion, it, it brought it back to my attention. I, I mean I always live minimalistically but I spoke to somebody, a first man community member in the comments the other day and they were asking about um, being minimalistic in life. And um, they were saying that like chasing after expensive shit, you know, does that go against minimalism or should we live a life where it's just, you know, you, you live in the tiniest, tiniest flat in the world, you have nothing to your name, you know, you just save all your money, you just kind of live for the enjoyment of life and you forget about all the materialistic shit that goes on. And I think, look, minimalism is one of the best things to come out of this whole generation. We all, we all got caught up in kind of the 80s, 90s, you know, early 2000s um, regarding greed is good, you know, having a ton of money, uh, the more success, the more money that you have and the more you can show off, the better it is. And it was kind of the era of, you know, big cars, bigger, even bigger houses and bigger bank balances. And everyone started showing off with their, you know, gigantic mobile phones, high collars, you know, those shirts that are blue with the white collars and shit. And um, it kind of followed us into the into the 2000s. And I think up to around about, it's pretty, it's pretty existent still, but I think people are starting to change their ways. And I think the minimalistic movement, the minimalism movement, has um, definitely been a help for that. And I'll explain it two ways. Because number one, I think it's great, and I'll explain why and how to use it. Number two, I think... I'll start with this one, actually. I think people have got it the wrong way in terms of minimalism. Now, there's nothing wrong with ha with making a lot of money and becoming successful and giving yourself freedom in life. I hate the term financial freedom, but just kind of freedom in general where you can do what you want, you can go where you want, you can have the life that you want with who you want. You know, having the money to do that gives you access to all these things. That's fantastic, okay? There's no reason why you shouldn't have a big house, all right? There's no reason why you shouldn't have a good car, you know, that you enjoy or something like that, right? As long as you enjoy it, it's what you wanted. There's no problem with that. Now, the problem lies with people getting an expensive car and then going, okay, I'm going to spend 30 grand on a number plate. It's like, buddy, you don't need that. Or when they're coming out of the car garage, somebody says, you know, the, the owner of the car garage says, oh, do you want to, you know, when they're buying the car, do you want to add the uh, 10K package? Like, what's the 10K package? Oh, it's two special windscreen wipers, you know, and they just look a little bit snazzier, you know, and the windows get tinted slightly. Do you want that? And the person's like, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, that's gonna, I'm going to get my dick sucked a little bit more often if I do that. You know, that's where the problem lies. And you think somebody has a big house, okay? I think old people, this is why, I think this is where money doesn't make you happy came from. Because I think a lot of old people in, in eras gone by, they made a lot of money. But what they did is they went and bought giant manor houses that are cold. They don't feel like homes. You know, they've got masses of land, but no dogs, no cattle, no family to be there with. Kids grow up and it's just them and their wife. And they're like, yeah, I'm not happy. I was happier when I was young. Well, of course you were. You had a better social life. You had more going on. Like Dan Bilzerian always said about his dad, he had a giant house, but none of the toys. He was like this. He was never happy. Whereas Bilzerian was like, I'd rather have all the toys and a fun life and um, have a smaller house. And it, what you've got to do is you've got to match it for what you want. It's got to be fun for you. So if somebody said to me, do you want to live in a house with 72 bedrooms? I'd be like, well, no, I can only sleep in one. What's the point? Like, might have one party a year that's big enough to fill that whole house. You know, maybe it's my birthday. Like, it's fucking pointless. Whereas if somebody said to me, you can have a one-bedroom 
you know, a one-bedroom box or a studio box in London. There's no space. It's pretty shit. Would you want that instead because it's obviously minimalistic? I'd be like, no, I don't want that either. You know, what I'd want is, a, like, a decent-sized apartment, but it has fun shit. Like, everything has a purpose. Everything is functionable. I think that's the whole point of the minimalist movement is everything has to have a purpose and a need. And, yeah, you could get extreme with it and be like, I don't need anything. But you do, you know. You want to have a life, right? So... To fit that middle ground, my perfect apartment would be something, let's say, in London with a massive terrace and balcony and it's like a big patio area and I could sit out at night, I could sit out with friends, a glass of wine, look over the views of the city, you know, maybe the kitchen is decent size, you know, well, pretty small but open plan, the living room, yeah, maybe is pretty good. You know, it's got some decent space. The bedroom, tiny, not really bothered. You know, but then it's got like a big open space somewhere where you can fit stuff that you enjoy, like my office, my podcast. I can have a big table in the middle and I can invite guests around and we can watch live sports and stuff like that. That type of house might still cost a million. You know, it might have stunning views. It might be all glass around the outside. It's, you know, something that I've imagined all my life. But it has a purpose for me. You know, I'll be happy there because... Could I afford a bigger house? Yes. It, you know, could I get a much snazzier one and impress people even more? Oh, this has a pool downstairs. Yeah, of course you could, but it's like, do I need that? You know, I just want enough space to have a gym in the house, a massive patio area so I can sit out at night and have fun with friends, and maybe a big living space. You know, the kitchen can be small, bedroom can be small, toilets, bathrooms can be tiny. I don't give a fuck. No, there's no reception area or masses of storage. I'll just have a little amount of stuff, but a big living area so that in winter, me and all my friends can be in there. Maybe I can have guest rounds. Maybe you can entertain women or have a big space that you can have a podcast in, you know, or do some filming in. And then a big space for, you know, a gym. So like another room where you can fit all gym equipment in. Done. That's my favorite things in life. All ticked. Job done. Sorted. And the location is fantastic. So I can park a car downstairs and I can off you know that in that scenario everything has a purpose whereas i think in previous generations gone by what a lot of people have done old people now is they just said greed is good i can get an 18 bedroom house lovely you're like you you don't need all those bedrooms man that's stupid you know and the house was old it looked torn down the heating bill was through the roof because it's not you know very energy efficient and then you know, they're in the middle of nowhere, so they're never happy, and they have to buy a big 4 by 4 as well as the sports car, because they're like, well, I can't even get out of the field when it's snowing. And that is the excessive mindset that's messed a lot of people up. And then, you know, for example, if I had the house that I described to you guys with the patio, have a little bit of furniture out there. You know, I wouldn't need stuff like a hot tub or anything like that, or decorations or plant pots. It's like, just make it look nice. You know, I have a seating area. What else am I going to be doing out there? You know, maybe a light out there, like a lamp or something, and be like, this is nice, a little table. You know, I can fit four or five of my friends out there. If we need more chairs, we'll grab them from inside. Like, that's the way to live with a balance of minimalism and everything else. But you see people with, you know, for example, they'll, they'll move into a new home and they'll go to John Lewis or, I don't know, God knows where in America, somewhere like a Target, and they'll be like, okay, we need dessert spoons. Dessert spoons? What are you talking about dessert spoons? You just need a single fucking spoon. You might even need one or two, depending on how many of you there are. You know, after you, you, you can eat ice cream with it. You can have a yogurt with it. You can have soup with it. Just one spoon. Doesn't matter. You don't need a smaller one. You can stir tea with a big spoon. You know, just put a little bit less sugar on your spoon. Like, there's ways around it. You don't need 50 fucking spoons, knives, and forks. You don't need 100 plates. Use one plate, wash it up, put it away. You know, use it again, get it out. Use it, wash it, put it away. 
when people say, oh, we need a cheese board just in case we're, you know, going to have guests around and have cheese at one point this year, or, oh, it'd be nice to have champagne glasses. Why? Your missus is like, oh, you know, because when we celebrate occasions like your birthday, like it's once a year. My birthday is twice a year. When we have guests around, okay, three, four times a year. So we're going to buy champagne glasses just for four occasions. Like people can drink champagne out of a mug, like a coffee mug. It doesn't matter. As long as you've got four or five cups, it's fine. And this is the problem is people will add stuff to stuff that they don't, the stuff that they need, then they add stuff to it. So I think having a nice house that fits your purpose, excites you in life, ticks all your boxes. For me, patio area, podcast, gym area, nice big living space. You know, fuck the rest. I don't really care. And a nice location, you know. So it's in the center, heart of a big city. Things are thriving. I can go out for meals and do projects and stuff all the time. It's close to transport links. You know, I can park my car in a garage downstairs. Stuff like that. That excites me. That makes me think that all the purposes have been filled. But... So many people just say, okay, I need an excessive house with more rooms than I'll ever need, just in case we end up having four children. You know, we were planning on it. So, you know, let's get a gigantic house just in case we'll have four kids in the next year. Look, it's not going to happen. You know, just, just do everything on a smaller scale, but everybody does everything excessively. But the other side of the coin, in terms of the minimalistic movement or minimalism, do it. Please do it, guys. Like, for example, I've got a screen here I've been using for seven years. Every month I sit there and I think, I need a new screen. I tell people I need a new screen. For the last seven years, every month I've wanted to do it. I I just refuse to do it because every time I go to buy one, I'm like, my screen works. My screen works. Why do I need another screen? Yeah, I could get a bigger one. I could get one that's um, curved and stuff like that. And it's like, but I can see. I, I I haven't sat there, put it this way. I haven't sat there one day in the last seven years and gone, fuck, my screen's too small. Not once. But I will want a new screen because I just don't think, because I think this one's old or I don't think is, I think there's better ones out there. You know, it's very weird that we do this. And there's microphone. There's better ones out there. There's the, the there's expensive ones for like four or five hundred pounds, right? The, uh, the ones that Joe Rogan uses are about four hundred pounds. They sound great. Um... And for the podcast that he's doing all the time, you know, they fit a purpose. That's why he bought them. He could have got ones for thousands of pounds, but he got four hundred pounds. Good purchase for him. For me, just doing these recordings, pointless. So there's a Blue Yeti, the Studio One or the bigger one. It's around about, uh, I think Studio One, £250. I think the bigger one, about 150 the Blue Yeti. This is the Nano. This is the tiny little small one. Um, and this mic arm, you know, collectively they're about £110. And the amount of use I've got out of them is unbelievable. This foam doesn't even fit this thing, but it was like a pound. So I was like, yeah, throw it in. Just whack the whack the foam on. You know, that's the way to save money. When I was buying the camera that I'm using now, I was looking at the GH5, the Sony A7 Mark III. These are cameras that are up in the thousands. You know, I think the Mark III is like £1,800. Um, I was looking at the S1, the Lumix S1. That's about a four grand camera. Or maybe a bit less now, about two, eight, three grand. But brand new, it was like four grand with all the attachments. By the time you finished it, it was about four grand. And I was like, why do I need that? I went and got the, uh, I think I either got the G7. I think I got the G7. You see, I don't really care because it's so cheap. And um, the reason being is they said the stability on that camera is shit. The G7 is shit. You'll need a gimbal. And I was like, well, for what I'm doing, it's on a tripod. It doesn't matter. And the quality is 10 times better than the phone that I was using in order to keep things cheap to begin with anyway. You know, I was using my phone for way longer than I should have. 
you know, I probably should have bought a camera from the start, but it has to take a lot to justify for me to actually spend on something. You know, now that I know YouTube have got the uh, membership option, I'm like, do I really need to build the streaming platform? Can I just host everything on the members thing for three ninety nine a month? Then I don't have to pay service costs. You know, yeah, an app would look fantastic, and I could say, oh, I've, I've got an app. You know, but I can host it on YouTube, and I don't have to pay for the servers. And it's a natural progression where I can be like, watch the video, and I sign up and join. It's a lot easier to do. So now I'm thinking I could save myself about eight thousand with them having to build the app in the first place and all the basics that come with that. So it's like, why would I do that? And that's just me in a business sense. But in terms of the minimal, like the minimalistic movement. You don't need half the shit that you think you need, guys. You know, people are going to the gym in gym shark clothing from head to toe. And it's like, what happened to the days where you can just throw on an old pair of trainers, some shorts and a T-shirt? You know, an old T-shirt and just go down and have a decent workout or a tank top and just have a great workout. Like, why do you have to look the best mm-hmm. in the gym? You know, and everybody's doing that these days. And like, there's no problem with having things that fit a purpose or having a decent life. Like I said, if you want to buy a good pair of shoes, £200, and you're going to wear them to work every day for the next two years, go and buy them. You know, Gaziano and Gerlin, £400, midnight blue shoes, crack on, you know, go and get them. If you go into big meetings and it's going to help and they fill a purpose, that's not breaking the minimalistic rule. But then if you go, okay, I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to buy four pairs of shoes in different colours just in case I'm wearing different colored suits and they need to match or, you know, in autumn, I might need some brown ones. That That's where it gets silly, guys. That's where it gets really silly because now you're just getting excessive and that's how you burn through money quicker than you've ever seen in your life. And I, th- I think the home is really the best example, though. You know, when people move in and they buy pots and pans and oh, we're going to get a cheese grater. So how, how much cheese do you really eat? You know, do you really need a cheese grater or can you just get a knife and just... Just slice it off. Is it really that bad? You know, you're using a cheese grater every day. Now, if you're running a cooking show or a cooking YouTube channel, you know, crack on. But how much shit do you really need? Or like a potato peeler. Just get a knife. Just chop it off. But we buy all these little fucking gadgets. And then when we have to move house or move forward in life, we've got all these things. And like um, Brad Pitt says in Fight Club, the stuff that you own ends up owning you. And he's never been more right. Is that... I think it definitely comes down to the price that you pay for them as well. You know, all that money over a lifetime. I've checked my bank statements in the past and you've been like, shit, I've had a heavy month this month. I didn't even feel like I spent a lot. You know, and you look back and it's like £5 at this cafe, £3 on this little item that I needed, £2 down the supermarket, nothing. Oh, £3 for another tea because we went out for the day. £3 again because we got one later on because it was cold. Oh, £5 to just get back in the taxi because we couldn't be able to walk because it was cold. And it's all these little payments. They add up, you know, and you say, well, well, I need a, I need a, I need a cork opener. I need a wine opener, you know, because I'm buying wine with corks now because I'm, I'm up market. I'm an expensive man, you know, rather than just getting the screw top cheaper ones, which taste pretty much the same, right? Um... So you go buy one of those and then, you know, you go and buy a fancier bottle opener because the one that you used as a kid that was a keychain on your wallet, you can't be using that anymore. can't be seen using that. You know, you're a 32-year-old man or something, you know. You, you got When you have guests coming around, you want a fancy one, you know, all, all glass and prestige or something like that. And it's sprayed to perfection. It's got a nice little logo on it, Bacardi or something. No, I don't know. I'm making, I'm talking bollocks now. But... 
you know, everybody wants all these little gadgets. Everybody wants everything branded or this extra thing that, you know, we might use it. That's the worst phrase in the world when somebody, especially in lockdown. I saw this in lockdown a lot. People would just go on Amazon and be like, mm, oh, that's nice. I might buy that. Like, why? Oh, because, you know, never know. Might need it. It'll be nice for the house. Like, you don't need it. You don't need it. You know, people will be buying People will be buying stuff. There'll be a second lockdown in October, I guarantee you. And people, again, watch them. They'll be buying shit they don't need because they're bored. And I find myself, you go on Amazon, you fly through, and you're like, oh, that'd be nice. I might just buy it. And then you go, wait, wait, what am I doing? I'm about to buy something I don't need. This is fucking pointless. And it's the quickest way for guys to sink their money. And I said to you guys before, marriage, mortgage, kids, and a car. It burns through around about three quarters of your money in a lifetime. The rest of your money pretty much just goes on shit you don't need. Like he says in Fight Club, like duvets and pillows and pillowcases. Like, what the hell is a fancy pillowcase? You know, that's where it becomes a problem. You just get a a white pillowcase or something, right? Somebody goes and gets a black silk satin one. Oh, it feels nicer on my face. You know, I I can't sleep unless... I can't sleep unless I got this silk on my face. It gives me an extra 10 minutes of sleep per day. It's so fucking stupid, guys. Do you know what I mean? And, um... Everybody does it. Everybody earns a little bit more money and starts buying more stupid shit. And to answer the question of the guy who, um, I know it was, I just don't like revealing names just in case people don't want to be you know, seen in that sense. Um, but to answer that question of is the minimalistic kind of lifestyle a good one, it's the best lifestyle, it's the only one any of us should be living. But don't take it to the extremes and start getting stupid and just have like nothing to your name you know just don't live in like a studio flat when you're not happy in that studio flat you're not comfortable you don't have enough space to do what you want to do now if you live kind of a laptop lifestyle maybe a studio flat is the way for you you know maybe it's simple it's small it's everything you need i need space for a podcast i like having gym equipment in the house maybe put some mats down in a certain room you know i like having that stuff just in case you can't get out or you're you're lacking time i built a gym just here on the left of me so i've got office and gym in this garage and um it's the perfect setup for me cost me about 200 pounds to set the whole thing up so cheap and i'll buy gym equipment along the way as i need it or as i get stronger i'll just buy heavier weights and just start putting them in and everything will have a purpose but just get that balance right so number 1 definitely do the minimalistic lifestyle but number 2 don't take it to an extreme where life sucks. You know, life starts to become shit. Like, enjoy your life, but don't be stupid. And it's very easy to, go, to do, guys. Just It just takes common sense and um, being rational. You know, like, do you have to spend £40 on your haircut or can you just buzz cut it? Little things like that. Do you have to buy an iPhone even though you've never really filmed anything in your life or ever taken photos or you don't use any of the advanced features, you just like having an iPhone. It's like, what do you do on that phone? Oh, I just text. So maybe you could get a SIM-only phone for £5 a month. You know, that, that is the way to live, guys. That is the way to have that balance. You, know, you have a giant TV because you watch sports every Sunday once per week, but the rest of the week you're not even watching it. You're like, why, why did I buy that? Why do I buy that giant TV? You know, it's just so stupid. That's what people do. And we're in an era of... We were in an era of greed. We're slowly coming out of that. I think people are seeing that happiness is more important. Thanks to a few people. I think Gary Vee's a big advocate of that. Um, but just be careful, guys. Get, get that balance right. But definitely always be on the side of minimalism. 
It's just when you really want something, you've strived all your life, don't deprive yourself of it. You know, if you want a Ferrari, go and get the Ferrari. Just don't pay an extra grand for tinted windows or a custom number plate or, you know, to get titanium appear appear like titanium wing mirrors or something like that or you know some bespoke rims like just no just stop all that shit just go and get the basic stuff go and get the basic stuff the other stuff you don't need is still a ferrari you know obviously you can do whatever you want in life but if you want to know how to live perfectly between minimalism and happiness that's exactly how to do it